Boom, hello, and welcome to Trailer Made Podcast. We are back. Yeah, we are. I'm AJ. This is Jim. We got a huge episode for y'all today. I don't know if you've heard of Comic-Con. It's a pretty big deal. For some people like us. But we're going to be talking about all the biggest trailers that dropped at Comic-Con. But before we do that, check out our sick-ass theme song. Cue theme song. In a world where movie trailers have reached new heights, two semi-competent males will talk about them using microphones. AJ Gutierrez and Jim Schwartz in Trailer Made. God, that's good. It's so good. So epic. Our theme song is amazing. <laughs> I, it, it's a movie that I want to watch. I and, Or listen to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being back with us. We've been gone for a little bit, but we have some really big updates to share. The podcast is growing. It's our little child that is now becoming a little bit bigger of a child. It's, it's like maybe not quite into adolescence, but like it's getting there. It can, it's like walking and talking. Yeah, but like not well. Yeah. No, no. Here's what we got. We're now mainstream, y'all. We're on Anchor. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Breaker. We're on CastBox. Never heard that one. Overcast, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher. You name it, we're on it. We're just so big time now, we might not even answer yeah. all your emails. Mm-hmm. That's how busy we've become. So no more excuses for not listening to our podcast, Mom. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Going for the same joke, just different different parents. In all the realness, please listen to us. Uh, it's easier now. You can actually hit subscribe. In the past, we would say subscribe, but you couldn't really do that. You can actually subscribe now. It's it, amazing. It's fantastic, and it's really helped people listen to this. That's going to come in handy because we're going to be releasing more episodes. I know we keep saying that every episode. Hey, we're going to start doing this weekly, but now we really are. So count on every Thursday a new Spode from the Trailer Made Bros. And if not, you can... Don't call us the Trailer Made Bros. Yeah, that was bad. But if we don't release an episode, hit us up on our Twitter, which I may remind you is at TrailerMadePod. And be like, hey guys, you promised me something and you didn't deliver. Mm -hmm. And we'll ignore it. (laughs) <laughs> also want to shout out to a lot of people who downloaded apps such as SoundCloud just to listen to us. Thank you. We appreciate it. So yeah, so today we want to get into it. We got some really awesome things to cover. Comic-Con was two weeks ago. Yes, and uh, there were a lot of trailers that uh, debuted there, uh, as always. you know, It's a big event for movie trailers to premiere at. There were 11 pretty big movie trailers that premiered there. Um, a lot of them we hadn't seen anything for yet, so it was very exciting. Uh, today, we're going to be talking at length about four of them. Those are Aquaman, Glass, Overlord, and Godzilla, King, King of, of the, the Monsters. Monsters. So before we get into the trailers today, we want to bring up something that was a bit of feedback that we got from two people. Both happen to be members of each of our families. Thank you for that. Both brothers. Both brothers. On Yeah, independently gave us the same feedback. Both of our brothers responded with, what the hell is a trope? Do you expect all of your listeners to know what this term means? So we thought we'd kick off this podcast with a little bit of trailer knowledge. (laughs) It's not even trailer. A trope is uh, typically used to refer to movies. Uh, A movie trope is, it's a frequently used story element or theme. An example I've given, which I'll stick with, is the beautiful, mysterious femme fatale in mysteries and detective movies. You know, the woman in the red dress with a hat that comes into the detective's office and is like, I got a case for you. That's a trope. How many times have we seen that woman in a detective story? 
many times. It's kind of like a cliche, a trope is, without judgy implications. You know, like, doesn't, like the doesn't, well-timed scream. The well-timed scream. What AJ and I are doing is we are trying to identify certain tropes used in movie trailers. The well-timed scream is one of them. The orchestral cover of a pop song is another one. A random line like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> exactly. You know, back in the 90s, the, the trailer voiceover guy saying, in a world, that was a movie trailer trope. The more you know. So with that, let's kick this bad boy off. Comic-Con edition. That was good. All right. The first trailer we'll be discussing is for Aquaman. This is the first footage anyone's seen of from the movie. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. They released a poster maybe a week before. Um, very silly poster. Very silly poster. It's basically... Very silly trailer, but we'll get to that. The poster is Jason Momoa in the center and a bunch of sea creatures behind sharks, him. Sharks, whales. But the thing, it's mostly sharks. It's like all sharks, a couple whales, yeah. and like an octopus it was just silly. But yeah. anyway, I'm sorry. I digress. No, no problem. So Aquaman is the, what, like fifth or sixth installment of the DC movie universe? Mm-hmm. It is the first movie that Aquaman as a character is headlining. It stars Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, Willem Dafoe, Patrick Wilson. And a whole bunch of Nicole fish. Nicole Kidman and a whole bunch of fish. Um, everybody, why don't you just give a listen to a little condensed version of the Aquaman trailer. My father was a lighthouse keeper. My mother was a queen. But life has a way of bringing people together. He could unite our worlds one day. Check it out, Arthur is talking to the fish. Permission to come aboard. I want to strap in. Welcome home. My brother has come from the surface to challenge me for the throne. We're here. What are you doing? She never parachute. Redheads, you gotta love them. That looks as bad as I, I was like afraid it might look. When when I was hearing about it and when I saw the poster, I was like, this sounds pretty awful. How are you going to actually make a movie about Aquaman? But I, I had faith in James Wan. He's the director of it. James Wan dr- has directed a lot of great horror movies recently. The Conjuring, uh, both Conjuring movies. He dipped his feet into action with uh, uh, The Fast and the Furious. He's, he knows what he's doing. So I was like, this guy, I think he can kind of help steer DC into the right direction, you know? And after seeing this trailer, I'm like, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, no. What did you think? I wanted to like it so bad. I was ready to come on this and be like, you know what, Jim? You're wrong. Aquaman's going to be awesome. Because that's kind of who I am. Yeah. It doesn't it look doesn't good. It doesn't look awesome. It, it doesn't look good at all. What? At what point did you realize, like, oh, no. The very beginning. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> when it starts off on... Um, the exposition about, like, my mom was a queen and my dad was a lighthouse yeah. keeper. Yeah. I was like, first off, this is not showing that Jason Momoa has a lot of range. 
he he does like the one-liners pretty well. He can he can do humor pretty well and just general badassery. A lot mm-hmm. of people kind of made fun of him saying like permission to come aboard. Those that those lines I feel, didn't bother me. I he, feel like there should be more of he that. He nails those lines. Right, because that's but, who he is. Exactly. But when he's expected to kind of like be real. He's gonna have to show real emotion and from what this trailer shows, it doesn't look very promising. Yeah, and he it's not like he gets help from production value either. <laughs> like can we talk about the aquarium? Please watch the trailer if you haven't. But basically, there's a scene where he's a child at a, on a field trip to an aquarium. He gets bullied for whatever reason and just starts kind of wigging out in front of the shark tank. It's also, it's a huge tank that has like 50 sharks. Why are there so many sharks Where in Where is this aquarium? <laughs> it would make so much money. But also, I feel like there should be people picketing outside because you can't put that many sharks in one. Like, they're going to eat each other. Yeah. Anyway, all the sharks go up to the to the screen. They crack the glass. And they even. start cracking the glass. You put a lot of kids <laughs> in danger. You're putting those sharks in danger. That aquarium's going to close down. And mm. if I'm at that school and I see this kid wigging out, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not going to school. I'm not going to defend him. I'm not going to try and help. I'm just leaving his, immediately. His eyes started glowing yellow. And, and what are the fish the... going to do? They're just looking. Yeah. They're just like, oh, Cool. Like that's why people go to the aquarium so that the fish can look at you. Yeah. So if anything, he's doing them a favor. Yeah. It was dumb. I'm it it sorry. was just every all the choices. So, so starting off with that exposition, it both explains too much and also doesn't explain enough. Agreed. It just it doesn't give you what you want. I don't care about Aquaman's origin story. Like I don't care how he became. I don't Aquaman. think Aquaman cares about his origin story. <laughs> he definitely, Jason Momoa definitely doesn't. You can care. tell he doesn't. You can tell care. in how he's reading the line. He's like, "You're making me say this because the studio mandates that we explain where Aquaman comes from." Also, in the brief shots of his dad, is his dad played by Steven Seagal? <laughs> <laughs> his dad looks. It only shows his dad in like very like fleeting instances, that but be, his dad looks like Steven Seagal. That would make me see it. If Steven Seagal was in this as Aquaman's dad, I would totally go see that. My dad's Steven Seagal. My mom's Nicole Kidman. Did it remind you at all of Black Panther? At least, like, no, I'm, I'm talking no. about of, like, what they're trying to do. H- hear me out. Hear me out. There was some, Not at all. H- hear me out. There was some s- the shots and, like, origin stuff where I was like, they're trying to do Black Panther in the water. Maybe. Explain. And, and, and uh, you, well, newsflash, cats can't swim. <laughs> yeah. The whole like true. the scene where the the ship is going underwater and you're seeing like Atlantis for the first time, yeah, very similar to Wakanda. Yeah, true. The scene where uh, he has to f- challenge his brother to a fight to win the throne, that seemed very much like I didn't Black make that Panther. connection. Yeah. Also, just the fact that he's like kind of doing his own thing, goes back to that world to try to like help it and be a, mm-hmm. be a king again. It just he seems to be actually almost like a good version of the Eric Killmonger, and his his brother is like actually exactly. Like a it just had a. I, I felt like they were really going for that, like oh okay, like let's mm-hmm. make it underwater Black Panther, and I just think it's gonna fail. Back to what I was saying about the exposition, it felt like almost like the studio was making them add that. And that's kind of what the trailer feels like to me is like they're just checking off boxes, Agreed. but not actually going with their gut and being like, this feels good. There's no this there's no good. point of view. Also, like obviously some Little Mermaid ties, mm-hmm. but to have the female protagonist or his counterpart have that like bright red aerial hair, mm-hmm. it's almost too in your face. I didn't think about that either, but that's definitely. That's, yeah. That's also, not... Poseidon looks like Ariel's dad. It's almost like a live action Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Just going to throw that out there. How many times do you think Jason Momoa is going to shout like, yeah, and like, woohoo? Oh, man. 
Honestly, I hope a lot. <laughs> that, that seems to be his like strongest. <laughs> all right, asset. yeah, all right. They did that with the, uh, the, the Justice junk- League trailer. Oh and they, yeah, they, they're doing it. They did it like a couple times in this. He's trailer just a too. bro who likes to have fun, man. Yeah, he just wants to like ride some waves, jump out of planes. We should watch the movie and have a little clicker. It's, and every it's time like woo, woo, yeah. Right. It's like very '90s kind of. It's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like Yahoo. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I like James Wan. I want to say that. Yeah, and I hope. I actually, I'm rooting for Jason Momoa. I know I'm criticizing him by like how his performance kind of comes off in the trailer. I am hoping that he proves me wrong. We could both be wrong, but yeah. in terms of a trailer, which is what this podcast mm-hmm. is all about, it sucked. Indeed. Next up on the Comic Con bracket, we're talking glass. I'm very excited about this. One. Highly anticipated mm-hmm. trailer from director M Night Shyamalan, uh, coming off the heels of Split. Which, spoiler alert, ended up connecting to Unbreakable. Which you are a big fan of. I'm a huge fan of Unbreakable. Um, I love it too, but not as much as you. And when that happened at the end of Split, again, spoiler alert, it was a very exciting thing. You basically learn at the end of Split that James McAvoy is in the same world as Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson are in. Setting up what we're calling the Shyamalaniverse. Ladies and gentlemen, Glias. My name is Dr. Ellie Staple, and I'm a psychiatrist. My work concerns a particular type of delusion of grandeur. It's a growing field. I specialize in those individuals who believe they are superheroes. (laughs) And yet, it is true. This is not a cartoon. This is the real world. No way. I have been waiting for the world to see that we exist. May I meet the beast? I hope for your sake that he likes you. That sounds like the bad guys teaming up. A lot of people are going to die. Don't do this. Are you ready? Oh yeah, Jim. I gotta. I was thinking about. I, was th- I mean, obviously, we're co-hosts in this trailer podcast, but mm-hmm. seeing that the whole time, I was like, really curious what you think. Mm-hmm. I'm a little lukewarm on it. Ooh, hot I was, take. I was anticipating this trailer the most. As you said, I love Unbreakable. Um, I thought Split was was very silly, but I was thoroughly entertained throughout it all. I thought James McAvoy was fantastic. I thought it was kind of a return to form for M. Night Shyamalan. I'm excited sort of about the potential for M. Night Shyamalan having like a renaissance. I'm ready for him to be back at the, you know, the, at the top of his game. Or the Shyamalaniverse. The Shyamalaniverse. What I love so much about Unbreakable and to a certain extent Split is that they're both kind of sneaky superhero movies. Unbreakable, you don't know, is a superhero movie until, I don't know what, halfway through, if even. It kind of reveals itself to be a superhero origin movie. Once you get into the comics. About three quarters of the way through. Of it, and the comics are introduced, then you kind of start putting it together. You start putting it together, but even then I was just like, where is this movie going? And then the same thing kind of with Split. Now that you you know that it's connected to the Unbreakable universe, Split is kind of a supervillain origin story. It's a guy who with like 23 personalities who 
thinks that this one personality that's emerging is going to give him superhuman strength and he's going to have the power of a, of a beast, ends up proving, he ends up proving that. So now that these worlds have been merged together, it seems like M. Night Shyamalan's really embracing the superhero world. And there was something a little just disappointing about that to me. Uh, well, it felt like it just a little too on the nose. They the called fact, it out in the first. I mean, no, it's 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 all about that. With you know the the doctor saying, "I specialize in people who think they are superheroes." All the sound bites are basically about superheroes. Uh, her, you know, talking about these people having delusions of being superheroes, and then ending with Samuel L. Jackson saying, "Like we're going to prove to everyone that there are actually superheroes." It felt like. I was missing a little bit of like the subtlety that the other movies had in regards to it. It seems like now they're going into full superhero mode. Uh, you know, I'm just hoping that it doesn't like open up to an, a, a world where like there's going to be even more superheroes coming in. I I don't really want that from these. I kind of want more dramatic thrillers, less comic book action movies. That's fair. But now that I had that out of the way. There was a lot of stuff I enjoyed about the movie. I mean, it's like you're still, still going to see it. Oh, I'm for sure going to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, with you on that. I mean, the, their scene and shot selection could have been different. Like, mm-hmm. Also, the whole time, I'm like, well, so what's... You, there's no way to know how they all fit into this, yeah. which is a little frustrating. Well, what do you mean? Well, you know, like at the end of Split, you just see Bruce Willis at the, at the counter. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay, everyone's involved now. But I'm curious how it's going to focus I mean, well, that was actually, I I take issue almost for the exact opposite reason. I feel like Samuel L. Jackson says it pretty clearly in the the trailer. He says, this sounds like the bad guys teaming up. It's such a comic book reference right there. So I feel like Samuel L. Jackson is going to persuade, you know, James McAvoy's character to side with him. And they're going to plot something. uh, I agree. I I just think I kind of wanted to see more Bruce Willis. I wasn't, I wasn't actually upset by that. I, I, I'm. I don't know. I'm just, just because he's the hero of the story. He's, your, I mean, he's the hero of the universe. Potentially, but maybe he's not. Maybe that could be a subtle thing too. Because mm-hmm. even in Unbreakable, like he wasn't an all-out superhero. You know what I no. mean? Like there was some some darkness to him too. Well, yeah, he learns that he's a superhero. Exactly. By the end. So I'm I'm curious. I, I just don't I, forget the movie's called Glass. Well, and that's the other thing is like, does it focus mostly on him? And that was an issue I had was Mr. Glass also. Real quick, Samuel L. Jackson, when he tweeted the trailer, mm. he had a hashtag that really made me laugh. It was Mr. Glass for your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. But are people that aware of Mr. Glass to make it, one, the title, and two, I loved that end line mm-hmm. personally because we know who Mr. Oh. Glass is, but like they're making it seem like, oh, man, the Joker or like some big villain, like the name. First name, Mr. Last, Last name. Glass. That was great. It's great, but like, they're really amping that. Like, oh my God, Mr. Glass is back. And like, a lot of people might not even. Here's the point I'll make about that. that. Marketing wise, it might not be a smart move. Artistically, I think it's a great move. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just, Hear me out. I'm just curious. Unbreakable is Bruce Willis's movie. That is a movie about him learning about these, you know, superhuman powers that he has. You know, right. it's him figuring out. I'm going to use these for good. I'm going to stop bad people. Samuel Jackson is very much a, su- a supporting character who kind of helps him realize that. You learn at the very end of that movie that he he's he's actually a supervillain, but Samuel Jackson's very much a supporting character or a supporting actor in that movie. 
Split, Split is very much James McAvoy's movie. That is, okay, that's, yeah. that's him being the star. You only learn at the end that Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson are in this. Now, this is the time for Samuel L. Jackson's character to shine. That, this is that, going to be his That's movie. a really good point. And I, he's, I the guy, he's the guy that's so you know, obsessed with comic books, so it makes sense that he kind of has a view of the bigger picture. Bruce yep. Willis seems to be hesitant to call himself a superhero, you know, from what they show in the trailer. He's just like, I just have a feeling. But Whatever Glass that is means. this up. Glass is, loves this. Yeah. That's a really good point. That actually made me even more excited now to yeah. watch this. Yeah. They should have the trailer of you just saying that. <laughs> and we're like, oh, he's right. <laughs> now I really want to see this. So that is- But I from mean, a trailer perspective, could have been better. Yeah. I, I, I just felt like it might have just given me a little too much. It was like a little too much on the nose of just being a, a, a superhero movie. Yeah. I kind of could have used a little more subtlety. But, and but I, I could have used so a excited. little bit more- like craziness, like you know, typical me fashion. Yeah. The one thing that stands out to me the most is, is just the actions, not as like well, extraordinary. It's also like as you, sh- might... you got like a bunch of cheerleaders yeah. chained up to a pole. That's hilarious. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> but if you think that like... quote taken out of context <laughs> could be very bad for it, your for your future. True. I mean, like it, it's <laughs> it's in a basement. It's like a, it's not a pole. It's a pipe. Yeah. Okay. So if, if that helps. <laughs> Some like right wing like yeah exactly <laughs> op ed article is gonna like you know find saying, this like, quote. Like, put it I love Split and like you know there it's very over the top and like you already know what the beast is like and you yeah. know what those characters are so they like kind of take it up a notch like you know he kidnaps girls yeah. and all that stuff but you know to have them be cheerleaders mm-hmm. in their like cheerleader outfits like in this like spooky basement mm-hmm. it's gonna it shows they're gonna really like push it a little bit for sure which is kind of a trope in itself like. You're right. The Beast is 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 pretty scary. That that's like some, kind of like some Silence of the Lambs callbacks. Right totally, there. totally. So I, I um, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. I I was I watched it a couple times. Like now that you time. say you mentioned those shots, I I do kind of forget about those shots. I kind of focus more on like the really grand comic book shots that I wasn't expecting to be in it. Those right. distracted me. But now that you mentioned like those basement cellar shots, and yeah, stuff like that. You're right. They're I think gu- there will, gonna take there it will there. be that grit. Totally. To this. Also, real quick before we end on it, how come? James McAvoy is not in handcuffs in that scene. Is he not? There's three of them in a chair. Mr. Glass is in his wheelchair. Yeah. Bruce Willis is chained up to his chair. And James McAvoy is just hanging. I didn't notice that. I don't know. But something that's, something that's to keep dangerous. in mind. Something to keep in mind. Yeah. I hope Bruce Willis is going to be good in it. I feel like for the last f- several movies he's been in, he just doesn't seem to be trying. Yeah. James McAvoy was phenomenal in Split. He'll uh, be good. I mean, he's Samuel L. Jackson, he's I always think, is great. I'm always happy to see him get like a good juicy part yeah i'm hoping bruce willis turns up to play and i'm hoping hawkeye makes a cameo next up we will be talking about overlord overlord is a bad robot uh in paramount produced movie it is a mishmash of um two genres the world war ii movie and the zombie movie it's a zombie um, movie. A lot of people are speculating whether or not this is going to be in the Cloverfield universe. It might be, but they're not marketing it as such, at least not yet. The actors, n- n- none of them are, are really big name actors. It just starts off with people on a plane and they're flying over Nazi occupied France or Germany, somewhere in Europe. And when they land, they realize that there's some pretty supernatural, scary shit going on. Overlord. Three months ago, I was cutting grass in my front yard. And the mailman shows up with a letter from the army. Now I'm here. 
welcome to France. What happened here? Some questions don't have good answers. Find out what's inside that cop out. AJ, th- this seems right up your wheelhouse. Yeah, I feel like it's you? like I'm stereotypically like very into this, it, but y- it's very, very much your kind of movie. Right when it came out, I read about like, oh, it's uh, zombies meets World War II and bad robots involved, and I was like, I'll be right back. And I had to go to the bathroom, and I came back and I watched it, and it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm a big Overlord fan. It just gives me everything I want, and I think it's just going to amp up all the stereotypes. I don't think there's going to be much more to it than just fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really into the fact that they're kind of treating it a little bit horror, though, like when they're all in that bunker. Oh, for sure. And, like, keeping to it, that. It, I mean, it, it's very much like the whole trailer, I think, it starts off it's scary. very kind of like World War II-ish, but then, like, once they land, it's like... It, it's, it sets into the horror uh, vibes pretty quickly. It's going to be also very tongue-in-cheek, I think. There was one stereotype that stood out to me in terms of a character in this movie, and that's the mad scientist. Did mm-hmm. you see that? This dude is like... Per- Dare you call it a trope? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I want to call it a trope because it's more of a character. Okay. that tr- Characters can be tropes. Okay. Fine. I think. Dr. Trope, the scientist, <laughs> looks so terrifying, and they show him with the needle... And it's like every time you deal with supernatural science like experiments, which I think is how these zombies become zombies, you need that guy. So I'm excited for that. There's a flamethrower shot. Mm-hmm. Very into that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be dumb. I think the graphics are terrible. The oh, CG you, do you is, think the visual effects are pretty bad? They're so bad. <laughs> I don't think they were that bad. They're pretty bad. The whole airplane sequence at the beginning you thought was – it does look pretty uh, – fake but it didn't bother me it bothered me but in a good way i think it adds to the tone of this in terms of it being a cloverfield universe movie i hope so (laughs) but also the the net for a cloverfield movie now is so wide yeah it could it It could could really be anything anything. yeah like we could finish this podcast right now and there could be credits in this whole time we were in a cloverfield movie it's really just a genius marketing scheme because it's like what what does it even mean to be a cloverfield movie that bad robot produced it is that it yeah literally like anytime you see bad robot it's like oh cloverfield yeah, yeah. the connections to it everything are so it's loose like a rom-com yeah. <laughs> but it's hey, it's cloverfield <laughs> it's cloverfield baby you never know the cloverfield breakup <laughs> would be amazing what do you think right i feel like you're probably like not too into it um i, I i'm i liked it I did. Um, it could be worse for this type of movie. Yeah. I, I thought it was very much kind of in your wheelhouse. I thought it's, it looked very fun. It looked like a, a really like fun movie to see on the weekend, maybe sneak some beers into the theater. There's going to be some amazing just, deaths. Oh, so many good deaths. Like, I cannot um, wait. It kind of reminded me of a Robert Rodriguez movie. Yes, definitely. You know? Definitely. In, in how it is kind of combining the gory horror scenes with like just straight up action beats. And it seems like it'll be, you it's know, like a movie. very cheesy, tongue in cheek. It, yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's a total it's B movie. Definitely a B movie. Like this could be a trailer um, in the Grindhouse. Very much so. Series. It's it seems like a Grindhouse movie, which yeah. I love. Yeah. I'm sort of torn on the song. 
uh, the oh Hell's Bell song. I liked it at the beginning. It doesn't feel that cinematic by the end. By the end, I'm just kind of like, oh, this, I, I agree. I, I don't th- know if it can carry a whole trailer. I was against the song. Yeah. And it's a little too on the nose. It's too. too on the nose. And like the movie itself is so on the nose that I think if they would have done something a little different, it could have like yeah. put it over the top for me. The song kind of held it back. I thought the bells. Yeah, exactly. I felt like the song was holding it back. I was like, I, I think it was a bad choice to have this song be like what kind of needs through the whole trailer. Yeah. Uh, I did like it at the beginning, actually, where the bells are going off. Uh, that was cool. When the planes are going in the sky. I thought that was a very ominous start to the trailer. Yeah. And you know, like, you also know it's going to be in one location. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they march through the woods, and then it's that bunker. It's like, we should probably go see what's in that bunker. <laughs> if I was in that platoon, I'd be like, no. Uh, let's go around. But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> there could be uh, zombie Nazis, and then that's when everyone makes fun of you. <laughs> I feel like if you did go to war, you would be freaked out the whole time about possibly coming across a house filled with zombies. But then it would be funny if at the end it's me and I'm like, told you. <laughs> you're the you're the only one that survives in the platoon because you warned everyone. Because I warned zombies everyone. In there. Yeah. And I didn't go in. You don't see me for the whole movie <laughs> until the end. I'm like, told you. So we both liked it. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like, I like the idea of it. The trailer is super fun. I'm not rushing to see it. Yeah. I... I Agree with you on that. The I th- I think the trailer itself lead. It was a fun. It, it leaves room for improvement. I think it, it could be could have been a better crafted trailer. Yeah, it, it's like the idea is great. Yeah. I love that they're doing this. But that's sort of a grindhouse style. Is to kind of it, it feels like it was made quickly. True, <laughs> true. The only yeah. thing I would have done for this trailer is just ramped it up even more. I feel like it, it's teetering on like trying to be too serious and too grindhousey. Like if it were me, I would have grindhoused it up. Here's a question for you. Is it R-rated? I actually don't know. I'm going to assume yes because there's a shot of a guy with half of a face. Yeah, that was pretty scary. If it's not R-rated, I'll be very disappointed. It's definitely R-rated. Should, Should we, we look, look it up real quick? <laughs> yep, rated R. It's rated R. Yep. Moving on. Okay. All right, last but certainly not least, we're going to be talking about Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Very excited about this. Directed by Michael Daughtery. 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 We're not good at pronouncing his last name, but he did direct two movies that I personally love, Krampus. It was a very enjoyable movie. I watched it during Christmas last year, and it was the perfect choice. I own it. You own Krampus? How many people do you know own Krampus? (laughs) Not very many people. That's me. I don't know how rewatchable it is, but- It's very rewatchable. It sounds like uh, it was only available to buy, and you were just like, fuck it, I'm buying it. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to watch it so bad, and it was, like, it was like 10 days to rent. I was like, nope. I get it. I've done it before yep. in a couple movies. That's exactly like, I want to see this movie so, so bad, bad right now. I did that. Yep. Okay. Busted. Um, he also did Trick or Treat, which is a really great Halloween anthology film. Uh, this Godzilla is a little bit returned to old form dealing with some of the old kaiju monsters that Godzilla used to fight, bringing them all together. It's... Those were featured in the previous Godzilla, no? There were some kaiju monsters, right? Yeah, but this one, I don't know, it's just harping on it. Yeah. Anyway, star-studded cast. Very. Which we'll the, talk the about. The cast is very impressive. Take a look. Or listen. The mass extinction we feared has already begun, and we are the cause. But like all living organisms, the Earth unleashed a fever to fight this infection. Its original and rightful rulers, the Titans. And unless all the Titans are found, our planet will perish 
and so will we. They are the only guarantee that life will carry on. Do you want to go first on this? I, I want to go first on this. All right. This trailer made me feel stuff. I uh, it, it's you're kinda... not alone. Actually, I, I I've read a lot of people say how it, it made them feel emotional. It's got to be t- for me top five trailers of the year so far. Okay. Um, I wasn't expecting much out of it. Like I've actually never been a huge Godzilla fan, but whatever the movie is after this, I thought the trailer was fantastic. That song's pretty spectacular. Um, so the song is Claire de Lune. Which tra- it's it's a, it's a pretty famous classical song. It's been used in a lot of movies. Do you know where that song has been used? You bet your ass I do. Ocean's oh, give me Eleven. The, yep. It's the fountain scene. It's the fountain scene, which yeah. made me think how funny it would be if this turned into an Ocean's Eleven with yeah. all the monsters. Yeah. And they're like doing a heist. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, too, there's a shot of one of the kaijus, and there's like it looks like a big fountain right at the crescendo, and it reminded yeah. me of the Bellagio scene of Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I just thought that the time, the music, I think, put it over the top. It's an interesting thing because that is kind of sorry to interrupt. No, it no. is kind of a movie trailer trope we've been discussing, which is you know doing covers. Uh, it's a it's a, a, a very cinematic orchestral cover of you know a, a popular song, but I've never heard it been done to a, a classical song. The, the song was published in like 1905. Oh, yeah. It's not a pop song. It's not some Nirvana song with like kids singing the lyrics. It works really well. It gives you chills. Yeah. And the way they time it with the with the roars. Mm-hmm. And it also just made the, like, the kaijus feel so like grand mm-hmm. and kind of beautiful. It, it gave me goosebumps kind of when Godzilla... Uh, shoots, shoots, shoots the, the, the fire or light up into the sky and that's when the music it, really because you don't hear a roar then you hear just the, yeah. the crescendo of the song Yeah, it was beautiful yeah. and then that last scene too with like the two headed one and the wings uh-huh. and he, a lot of it was silhouetted so I like that too you don't really get like these full on like you know detailed clean shots like there's always like there's like water in front of them it needs to be shrouded shadow a lot of smoke yeah it was it was yeah. something like magical about the whole yeah. thing i just really really liked about the song um i read an interesting forbes article about it one of the critics there was wondering why they use that song i read that did too. you read that i did it's very interesting because about i guess moon? yeah there's there's an old godzilla's movie where uh it involves alien monsters on the moon i don't know exactly much else to the plot besides that, but they're but thinking it was saying it could like be... this could be a clever way of nodding to that. Yeah, we... since the movie, so it's called Claire de Lune, but that means moonlight. I, just, I think doesn't it just it, means the like the. Moon. It doesn't mean the moon or yeah. moonlight. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So yeah, um, it's very very cool. Yeah, star-studded cast. The cast is phenomenal. Like dare we say, Eleven making her big screen debut. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby. Yeah. She's in. She's in it. Doing a lot of Eleven stuff. For sure. Kyle Chandler. Oh, yeah. She, it she's looks, like scared a lot. It looks very much like her role in Stranger Things. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what? That's why we need her. Yeah. She has a great well-time well screen. I didn't catch that. There's a, You're really she good. She has at, a really good well-time screen. Um, but yeah, Coach T. Coach T. When in doubt, 
get Kyle Chandler in there. He's the best. Also, Coach T delivering another trope of the random line. You're out of your goddamn mind. You're out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> like, I laughed out loud. Because <laughs> if we were making a fake trailer, you're going to throw in a line yeah. like that. Like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Love it. Also have, um, oh, Ken Watanabe? Yeah, well, don't forget, he was in the previous Godzilla. I know, but I'm This is a carryover. Back. This is very much a sequel to the 2014 Godzilla. Ditch. Great. Love it. Oh, O'Shea Jackson. O'Shea Jackson I love Jr. It. I mean, he was great in um, Straight Outta Compton, but I thought he was really good in the Aubrey Plaza movie that came out last year. Ingrid Goes West. Ingrid Goes West. Yeah. He was great in I that. I love him. That, that, that movie made me a fan of his. Vera Farmiga? She's like sort of the go-to person for like schlocky B movies. She kind of lends like gravitas to like really ridiculous scenarios. That's a really like good she point. says things so seriously and so believably, but what she's actually saying <laughs> makes no sense at all. No. I, I, I really, I, I really love <laughs> like. The... I'm thinking the Conjuring. Her character in the Conjuring is always just talking about like demons and evil nuns. She's so like good that. at the Conjuring, but she delivers it so well. You're, you're always like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there is an evil nun here. <laughs> Yeah, I also I love the line where Billy Bobby Brown's like, "You're a monster," and she's like, "I had no choice." Yeah. <laughs> you know that those two don't really go together at all, but probably I'm not. for it. Probably not. Um, Bradley Whitford, Eric, thought, yeah, Eric, <laughs> you can put Eric in this movie. Eric's in Godzilla. <laughs> Eric is a bad, bad man. Uh, who else is there's another Sally Hawkins? Yep, and a one line at the very end with Tywin Lannister. Oh, I forgot that he's in this movie too. And an amazing, the line. best character actor ever. Perfect, but like his line is so like wink to Game of Thrones because oh, so he goes, "Long live the king," which is like okay, they're just giving us all the shit yeah. we want. They might as well just play themselves. Yeah. Oh like, no, or, they're, like, they're, play they're, their their famous characters. You want to hear my take? Yeah. I don't like it. What? <laughs> <laughs> After all that, <laughs> <Yeah>. seriously? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't think we've ever had more of a disagreement. All right. Holy shit. I thought you were just going to end it right there. Be like, yeah, that was great. All right, anyway, no, nope, nope. There's more to be discussed. I have a question for you. Okay. All right. Why am I nervous about this question? We all know you're a scientist by day. Right, of course. <laughs> Give us your scientific perspective on what the premise of this movie is. Can you explain a little bit? Like using, what, my, like using my professional science talk or yeah, like, like, should okay. I dumb it down for people who aren't scientists? No, oh no, go full on with, you know, right. the intellectual explanation. Okay. Of just Academic, like, yeah. Of just what's happening. In... Yeah, what's happening, just explain Vera Farmiga's whole monologue about why we need to unleash these monsters on the world in order to save the world. Have you heard of neutrons? Right. They're, they're like protons and electrons. So look at it this way. I mean, it. how about this? I'll put it in normal person speak because if I go into <laughs> science, like no one will understand. I was going to talk about the neutrons. Of yeah. The... All right. Bring it down a little bit so just so people like me can understand. These kaijus are our saviors. Mm-hmm. We need them to protect us. Mm-hmm. From the giant robots. <laughs> That we've created? <laughs> that we've created. That's I don't know, Jim. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? It 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 starts off the trailer with this explanation that makes no sense. Like what the fuck? Why does it need to make sense? You they protect just... they protect us somehow. You can't they protect us. You... I don't know from what, but they're there. Okay. I'm not for movie trailers explaining the whole plot. I don't want that. But if you're going to give a premise, you can't leave so many holes in it. Here's what she says. 
the world is ending and it's our fault and the only solution global warming is to revert back okay even if it was global warming which that makes sense how the hell would unleashing godzilla and all of his other titan friends solve anything cuz we don't know what we don't know what, <laughs> what happened. are we, are we going to jump on godzilla's back and he's going to fly <laughs> off into space and find another planet for us to live on is that how it's going to happen if it did you wouldn't get on there because godzilla would be like fuck you you didn't believe in me you stay here on earth I was laughing at the premise. I was like, I'm insulted that you were laughing. At that. That's why I was talking about Vera Farmiga. She delivers it really well. But if you actually listen to what she's saying, if you, when we go home tonight, write down what she says and read it to yourself, and tell me if you think that sounds like a good premise. All right, why don't we do if this? That's a good excuse. For, it, it reminds me of the first movie where like Godzilla's out and there's another big monster, and Ken Watanabe is like. Let them fight. I'm just like, (laughs) what? (laughs) You're going to seriously level the whole city. You're going to kill millions of people just because you want these two monsters to fight? We had money in the game, bro. It's all such a half-baked premise to have these monsters fighting each other on Earth. I don't think we know who the villain is. I mean, Vera Farmiga is definitely a villain. No, she's just like I mean, I'm glad at least that Kyle Chandler is like, you're out of your goddamn mind. Because I'd be like, yeah, that's the (laughs) most... Honestly, the dumbest thing I've ever heard anyone say. <laughs> you think you think the editor was just like, look, this doesn't make any sense, but we'll put this badass song, <laughs> throw I'm hope- some cool shots. It's, it's either this. It's either the whole premise of the movie is as shoddy as, as it's presented in the trailer, or You're wrong. the trailer editor made a big mistake by omitting some, some, some crucial details <laughs> of this woman's plan. Man, I don't know what I don't know what it says about me that I just didn't even think of you that, did, that at all. That didn't bother you at all. Not once. Here's I, I looked up an idiom because it reminded me of, of an idiom. It was like putting lipstick on a pig. <laughs> I thought wow. it was really well crafted. I thought I I am with you. The song is beautiful. It works so well. Like once it gets past that monologue, I think like the trailer soars. I think it's beautiful. I think it's awesome. I told you it gave me goosebumps. Yeah. So it it was effective in that sense, but I just can't get myself to say I like that trailer with that premise. It's it's so stupid. How does that relate to putting lipstick on a pig? Oh, you want me to explain the idiom? Yes, please. Oh, you're putting lipstick on a pig means like you're making superficial something. cosmetic changes to something that is 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 a pig. Is, is a pig. It's it's wow. It's pretty shitty. You can't change what it is. I don't even know what to say to that. It's like the trailer editor did a really good job putting lipstick. But whoever made the decision to like reveal what they revealed about the premise, I think made you don't, a mistake. You, but you don't think that either it, they should have not given any premise. I would have been fine if it just showed the music and these dinosaurs on Earth. But her. But you don't think that if there's a reason to have all of these monsters unite to fight for our well-being that that wouldn't be cool if that reason was good i just don't think we know i I just don't think we know what it's gonna be okay maybe i should be a little lenient on it for that because it is a trailer it shouldn't be answering all the questions but it's valid dude now i'm thinking about it (laughs) i'm also thinking about a a pig with lipstick so bear with me she says that humans are responsible for our world coming to an end the only way letting these titans like godzilla out so that they can save us would mean that like we created these other monsters that's kind of what i'm thinking that's the only way i'll accept this premise okay 
So we'll re- revisit this after watching the movie and see if, in fact, we made monsters mm-hmm. that Godzilla and friends had to fight. And and if and if that is the case, you have to go buy a pig and put lipstick <laughs> put on lipstick. it. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll put that on our Instagram. <laughs> I got a question for you, too, a nerdy one. Give it to me. Will King Kong make a cameo on this? Ooh, nah. That could be a post-credit situation. And I think even they've, if been it does, t- they've it, been talking about it for a while. It's going to happen. It's the same studio. It's going to be next. I think it's going to be a post-credit situation where you just see like uh, a close-up of an eye opening. Mm-hmm. Something like that. All right. Like it's very hinted, but I think there will be a post-credits for that. All right. So let's move on. Um, in addition to these four trailers that we just discussed, um, there are also trailers for Shazam, Assassination Nation, Alita, Battle Angel, uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, Welcome to Marwin. Robin Hood and The Predator. A lot of trailers premiered. I got to say, all in all, I was a little underwhelmed by all the trailers that premiered. I know you really liked the Godzilla one, but how do you think this year's trailers measured up to other Comic-Cons? No, I'm with you. There, there was nothing... Uh, this is kind of the Super Bowl for big blockbuster trailers. Yeah. And there was nothing that blew my mind or anything that I was like on pins and needles for. I think Glass I was the most excited for. So was I. Godzilla yeah. caught me by surprise. Mm-hmm. But it was... Yeah, Marvel didn't have anyone. There's no like no big Star Wars thing, which even then, or like there was no star of it this year. Like you know, the the two ones that we discussed that I, um, you know, somewhat liked Glass and Overlord. I I wasn't like enthusiastic about. Almost every year, there's been a trailer where I'm just like, that is awesome, and I rewatch it day after day for the next couple weeks afterwards. Like even even for movies that didn't end up being that good. Like I remember the Suicide Squad. Comic-Con trailer that was, was fantastic. So good that the studio ended up trying <laughs> to get the trailer editor for that uh, edit the the movie when uh, they were unhappy with uh, the rough cut of it. Um, wouldn't have saved it. Yeah, no, it wouldn't have. What what has been your favorite Comic-Con trailer, like, ever from any year? So mine is a little weird because it's not as much of a full-on trailer as it is a moment. And, like, that's why I felt like it's a little bit of a cop-out, but, like, it was, for me, just such a, like, oh, my God, crazy, yeah. where it kind of caught me off guard. And I also think it might have had one of the biggest, like, Hall H reactions that we've seen. It was when Zack Snyder gets up and, yeah. <laughs> and behind him on the screen. Where the Superman logo gets you see the uh, Superman logo, surrounded by Batman. And then the Batman logo comes. I want you to remember Clark. In all the years to come, in all your most private moments, I want you to remember my hand at your throat. I want you to remember the one man who beat you. And he screams, the audience screams, everyone's like, we're doing this, <laughs> this is happening. And like, as it's happening, it's like, this is crazy, I can't believe they're really doing it. And then back in my head, I was like, this is going to be bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, how are they going to actually pull this exactly. off? But it was just like a fun Comic-Con moment. Just like, the, and I thought like, technically it is a trailer, just showing those two images together, like with that like big, yeah, like that big orchestral uh, climax. Yeah. It was it was just a lo- it was it was a reveal. It was an announcement. But but I'll give it to you. You gotta give it to me. It was it was it was the most impactful Comic Con moment. It was everywhere. Yeah. What was yours? I think I would have to give mine to Mad Max Fury Road. The, the first trailer that was uh, 
shown for that movie was a, a Comic-Con uh, trailer, and it was dope. My name is Max. My world is fire and blood. Wanna get through this? You just knew the movie was going to be incredible. When I saw the trailer, <laughs> I was obsessed. I, I watched it over and over for months. I still watch it to this day every now and again. If I'm like, it's fantastic. If I'm in the edit room looking for some inspiration, I'll just be like, <laughs> I'll just watch that trailer. Damn. And there, yeah, there was nothing that came close to that this year. I agree. That was a great answer. Now I feel lame about mine. <laughs> yeah, mine's mine's better. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, great. Guys, thanks for listening. It's good to be back. I'm happy we're consistent. Stay tuned for us every Thursday now. We'll do our best to keep that going. And remember, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, so many platforms in which you can subscribe to us. You can really subscribe. You can actually subscribe. It's fantastic. Indeed. Sponsors, we're here. We're so- ready to promote your stuff. <laughs> you just tell us what you want and we will sell out. <laughs> also, just hit waiting. us up on Twitter, Trailer Made Pod. Request stuff. We have 32 followers right now. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can get that to 34 by next week. Please uh, subscribe to us and uh, be on the lookout for our next episode. Coming soon. Trailer made.